Section 16 of the Watergate Report, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 2, Section 16. Chapter 4, Campaign Financing, Part 16. 5. The Committee recommends enactment of a statutory limitation of $3,000 on political contributions by any individuals to the campaign of each presidential candidate during the pre-nomination period, and a separate $3,000 limitation during the post-nomination period. A contribution to a vice-presidential candidate of a party would be considered, for the purposes of the limitation, a contribution to that party's presidential candidate. The basic purpose of a limit on contributions from any one source is to minimize the potential influence or appearance of impropriety which might result from large contributions. An additional objective of the limit is to broaden the base of candidates' financial support by appealing to larger numbers of voters. However, the limit must not be set so low as to make private financing of elections impractical. In addition, the limitation must meet the apparent First Amendment requirement that restrictions on political contributions be limited to the minimum regulation necessary to serve a compelling need. Although present law does not limit the amount of contributions to presidential candidates, 18 U.S.C. 608, the Federal Corrupt Practices Act, which was repealed by the Federal Election Campaign Act of 1971, did prohibit contributions in excess of $5,000 fraught with ambiguity and loopholes this limitation proved to be totally ineffective in part because there was no recommendation of single committee responsibility any statutory prohibition should be drafted so as to avoid the problems of the earlier statute the committee believes that a separate three thousand dollar contribution limitation is reasonable as applied to presidential campaigns thus an individual could contribute three thousand dollars to candidate a and a separate three thousand dollars to candidate b during the pre-nomination period if candidate a becomes the nominee of his party this individual would be allowed to give an additional three thousand dollars to candidate a's campaign during the general election while any limitation is somewhat arbitrary the committee considers president nixon's proposal of a fifteen thousand dollar limitation for each campaign primary runoff and general election to be too high under s thirty forty four as passed by the senate the three thousand dollar limitation does not apply separately to the primary and the general election period a necessary corollary to a limit on contributions to presidential candidates is a limitation on independent expenditures on behalf of a candidate without his authorization such expenditures if unrestricted could be used to avoid and thereby undermine any limitation on contributions for example a person might purchase a series of full-page newspaper advertisements on behalf of a candidate on the other hand there are serious constitutional arguments against an outright prohibition on independent campaign expenditures in view of the right of expression guaranteed by the first amendment a reasonable solution seems to be the adoption of a rule to the effect that if an individual acted on his own and not at the suggestion or request of the candidate he could expend a separate one thousand dollars on behalf of one or more candidates during the pre-nomination and general election periods and would have the responsibility for reporting expenditures aggregating over one hundred dollars on behalf of any candidate 
such independent expenditures on behalf of a candidate would not count towards the overall expenditure limit of the candidate the committee believes that this limitation is a constitutional balance between the competing interests of free speech and the governmental interest in campaign regulation six the committee recommends that the internal revenue code be amended to provide a credit in a substantial amount on individual and joint federal income tax returns for any contribution made in a calendar year to a political party or any candidate seeking election to any public office federal state or local in light of the fact that strict limitations on the form and amount of contributions are likely to create a shortage in the availability of campaign funds the committee recommends the adoption of an effective new incentive to encourage an adequate number of small contributions the incentive which the committee suggests is a one hundred percent tax credit for contributions up to a certain level for example twenty five dollars for an individual return and fifty dollars for a joint return the present law provides that a taxpayer may claim a fifty percent tax credit for a contribution up to twelve dollars and fifty cents or a tax deduction up to fifty dollars the amount is double in the case of a joint return the basic argument in favor of a one hundred percent tax credit is that it provides a substantial amount of encouragement to the individual particularly when combined with an educational campaign to exercise his option to contribute to the candidate of his choice without the government becoming involved directly in using tax funds for partisan campaign purposes certain other points may be made about the one hundred percent credit first it draws on previous experience with a fifty percent tax credit and does not involve a wholesale reorganization of the present system with the risk that new problems will unexpectedly emerge second it is essentially a self-generating system which does not require a substantial machinery to administer and third it involves a uniform approach to primaries and elections and deals with the difficult problems of defining the desired level of support if any when there is a large number of fringe candidates old parties that seem to have lost their followings and new ones that appeal to a large number of voters it should be noted that the proposal basically ties government support to the support that the candidate has among the electorate and not to the support he may have among contributors this is the case because aside from the few months delay before a citizen can offset his tax credit against his taxes a contribution below the credit ceiling costs a taxpaying contributor nothing seven the committee recommends against the adoption of any form of public financing in which tax monies are collected and allocated to political candidates by the federal government the select committee opposes the various proposals which have been offered in the congress to provide mandatory public financing of campaigns for federal office while recognizing the basis of support for the concept of public financing and the potential difficulty in adequately funding campaigns in the midst of strict limitations on the form and amount of contributions the committee takes issue with the contention that public financing affords either an effective or appropriate solution thomas jefferson believed to compel a man to furnish contributions of money for the propagation of opinions which he disbelieves and abhors is sinful and tyrannical the committee's opposition is based like jefferson's upon the fundamental need to protect the voluntary right of individual citizens to express themselves politically as guaranteed by the first amendment furthermore 
we find inherent dangers in authorizing the federal bureaucracy to fund and excessively regulate political campaigns the abuses experienced during the 1972 campaign and unearthed by the select committee were perpetrated in the absence of any effective regulation of the source form or amount of campaign contributions in fact despite the progress made by the federal elections campaign act of 1971 in requiring full public disclosure of contributions the 1972 campaign still was funded through a system of essentially unrestricted private financing what now seems appropriate is not the abandonment of private financing but rather the reform of that system in an effort to vastly expand the voluntary participation of individual citizens while avoiding the abuses of earlier campaigns. 8. The Committee recommends enactment of a statute prohibiting the solicitation or receipt of campaign contributions from foreign nationals. Under present law, 18 U.S.C. 613, it is a felony to solicit, accept, or receive a political contribution from a foreign principal or an agent of a foreign principal section 613 also prohibits an agent of a foreign principal from making a political contribution on behalf of his principal or in his capacity as agent of the principal the legality of political contributions by foreign nationals then hinges on the definition of the term foreign principal the department of justice has expressed the opinion that the term foreign principal as used in the section 613 does not have the same meaning as foreign national since the term principal connotes the existence of an agency relationship it is the department's view that a foreign national is a foreign principal within the meaning of section 613 only if the principal has an agent within the united states therefore in the opinion of the department it is not a violation of the statute to accept a direct political contribution from a foreign national who does not have an agent within the united states as used in the prohibiting statute the term foreign principal includes governments of foreign countries foreign political parties persons outside the united states who are not u s citizens and partnerships associations corporations organizations or other combinations of persons organized under the laws of or having its principal place of business in a foreign country the legislative history of eighteen u s c six thirteen explains why the statute sanctions direct contributions by foreign nationals while prohibiting contributions by their agents the statute was enacted into law as part of the foreign agents registration act amendments of nineteen sixty six the thrust of the nineteen sixty six amendments was to require disclosure of the political activity of foreign agents within the united states the committee report of the senate foreign relations committee states the act is intended to protect the interests of the united states by requiring complete public disclosure by persons acting for or in the interests of foreign principles where their activities are political in nature or border on the political such public disclosures as required by the act will permit the government and the people of the united states to be informed as to the identities and activities of such persons and so be better able to appraise them and the purposes for which they act the congress did not consider the issue of direct political contributions by foreign nationals when it enacted the foreign agents registration act or its nineteen sixty six amendments furthermore none of the other major acts of congress dealing with political campaigns and elections the corrupt practices act the hatch act 
and the federal election campaign act of 1971 has amended federal law to prohibit direct contributions by foreign nationals thus the present statute permits political contributions from individuals who neither reside in the united states nor have the right to vote in elections within the united states investigations by the select committee have revealed that a number of political contributions including loans to u s citizens were in fact made by foreign nationals who were associated with or employed by firms doing business in the united states presumably these contributors were motivated by a desire to support candidates whom they expected to create or maintain a favorable atmosphere for the business community or their specific economic interest other foreign nationals indicated to the committee that their contributions were motivated by a general interest in american presidential politics and world leadership in addition to direct contributions by foreign nationals during 1972, hundreds of thousands of dollars, including illegal contributions from corporate funds, were laundered through foreign banks and foreign companies. These abuses illustrate that the present statute, which sanctions direct contributions by foreign nationals, undercuts other election laws, such as the disclosure requirements and the prohibition on corporate contributions. Furthermore, since foreign banks generally are not subject to U.S. law and enforcement process, laundered funds are difficult to trace. The proposed statute would prohibit political contributions by foreign nationals whether or not they have agents within the United States. An exception to the general prohibition should be made to permit contributions by resident immigrants who intend to reside in the United States on a permanent basis who have a legitimate interest in presidential elections in addition because of the limited interest on the part of foreign nationals who reside in the united states during a substantial part of the year even though they lack permanent residence status in the affairs of this country some attention should be given to permit some political contribution activity on the part of these persons such as by authorizing contributions in reduced amounts the proposed prohibition on contributions by foreign nationals is based on the belief that those who cannot vote in american elections should not be permitted to influence elections in this country by making contributions to political campaigns the argument is bolstered by the notion that foreign nationals do not have a stake in our electoral process their loyalties are to their own countries and their own governments the prohibition then helps protect the integrity of our campaign financing system without depriving any citizen or permanent resident of the right to contribute to campaigns the recommended prohibition should be implemented by placing responsibility on the candidates or the candidates political committees to refuse donations proffered by foreign nationals present disclosure and reporting laws require the name of the donor his mailing address occupation and principal place of business on all contributions over ten dollars therefore the responsibility to refuse prohibited foreign contributions would not impose an undue burden on candidates or their committees nine the committee recommends that no government official whose appointment required confirmation by the senate or who was on the payroll of the executive office of the president be permitted to participate in the solicitation or receipt of campaign contributions during his or her period of service and for a period of one year thereafter during the 1972 campaign there was a widespread transfer of key administration officials from the white house and from departments and agencies to high positions in the campaign effort in certain cases 
these officials or their assistants went to the very persons over whom they previously wielded regulatory or other power to solicit campaign contributions particularly in view of the likelihood that many of these officials would return to the government solicitation by them may well have had undesirable coercive aspects while the entire practice of carving the campaign force out of the administration on a temporary basis seems highly questionable the committee recommends as a minimum step that high administration officials who leave to enter the campaign be barred from engaging in fundraising activities for a period of one year ten the committee recommends that stringent limitations be imposed on the right of organizations to contribute to presidential campaigns one of the major abuses investigated by the select committee was the apparent attempt on the part of several large dairy cooperatives to utilize their contribution potential of millions of dollars to influence administration decisions the ability of associations and organizations whether they be composed of individuals corporations or unions to band together and pool their contributions has given rise to enormous contributions at the present time a number of organizations have hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars ready to be mobilized for a particular candidate or cause in a proposed system which limits the size of individual contributions and campaign expenditures it would be intolerable if organizations could continue to offer and contribute huge amounts of money whether it is desirable or in view of the first amendment right to free speech and assembly constitutional to ban outright the ability of individuals or entities to pool their resources is open to question in any case a limit must be placed on the right of organizations to make contributions in the context of a presidential race it appears that a limit of six thousand dollars the figure contained in s thirty forty four would tend to avoid the problem of undue influence by organizations while providing them an opportunity to participate in the political process in the event that organizations are permitted to make contributions to presidential campaigns certain procedural reforms should be enacted for union or corporate committees covered by sections six ten and six eleven of title eighteen first that individual members of any organization which solicits contributions be permitted to designate the ultimate recipient of the contribution second that organization officials who are given the power to allocate funds not designated by the members be democratically elected third that the organization make periodic audited financial reports to the persons participating fourth that members of organizations be given the option to contribute directly to the candidate of their choice without the knowledge of their superiors eleven the committee recommends that violations of the major provisions of the campaign financing law such as participating in a corporate or union contribution or a contribution in excess of the statutory limit and making a foreign contribution shall constitute a felony at the present time violation of the law prohibiting contributions by corporations or labor unions is punishable by up to one year in prison or two years if the violation was willful section six ten of title eighteen on the other hand contributions by a foreign national in violation of section six thirteen of title eighteen or by a government contractor in violation of section six eleven of title eighteen are punishable up to five years imprisonment and there is no provision for a non-wilful misdemeanor charge the committee believes that 
in view of the seriousness that attaches to any contribution from sources prohibited by law violation of all of the above provisions relating to corporate or union contribution should be treated the same as sections six eleven and six twelve it further believes that the provision which creates a non-wilful violation of section six ten should be removed and that conduct that might be covered by such a provision for example the negligent participation in a corporate contribution by the comptroller of a company should be treated as a civil violation in the past year the availability of the misdemeanor provision in section six ten has permitted the special prosecutor to encourage the voluntary disclosure of illegal corporate contributions public testimony from and private interviews of corporate executives reflected both an ignorance of the provisions of section six ten and the belief that violation of this provision was merely a technical violation of law in view of recent events including the committee's public hearings it appears proper to consider the giving of an illegal corporate contribution for what it is namely the illegal diversion of money held in trust and to treat it with the seriousness it deserves as a felony end of section sixteen